Welcome to the Travel Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Vandenberg. On our show, I interview and connect with leaders across travel, hospitality, and tourism. We talk leadership in our industry, what has shaped them, the successes, failures, and everything in between. Today, I'm speaking with Mimi Oliver, CEO of Waterwalk. Before we start, I want to let you know about the Travel Leader community. Every month, I'll be gathering a group of travel leaders to continue the conversation about leadership. This is a group for travel leaders looking to share, reflect, and grow their leadership competencies with the support of myself as a trained coach. Learn more at www.thetravelleadercoach.com. Awesome. Welcome, Mimi. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Rachel. I appreciate it. So we were just talking about this great article that came out yesterday in Hotel News Now about Waterwalk. Congratulations. That's good PR, I'm sure. Thank you. Yeah, no, we're we're happy with that. So uh, today we're here to talk about you as a leader, and I have some pretty in-depth questions for you. Uh, So just to get us started, what is the red thread that has uh, existed throughout your travel and hospitality career? Yeah, it's a great question. I think it really is the people. Um, It, you know, this is just the human, it's the human connection factor of hospitality that has really been that red thread for me. So um, from a young age, I, you know, really adopted this gold standard of, you know, service and that mentality uh, because I grew up, you know, kind of seeing the hospitality industry. So my grandfather had started four hotel brands, now the fifth, which is Waterwalk. And actually my parents both worked at the Ritz-Carlton. So um, my mom was a concierge. My dad was the um, director of tennis. And so I just spent a lot of time, you know, in hotels, around hotels, um, in hospitality. And just, I remember with the Ritz Carlton in particular, my mom and dad learned, um, the power of the credo card and just how, um, you know, ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen, that's really Mm -hmm. the kind of credo card behind the Ritz and their service mentality. And so starting with that as, you know, a little girl learning about that and then learning how my grandfather always delivered, you know, that gold standard service mentality and, um, had that can do attitude and just taught his teams that. And I, I just, you know, again, was raised around that. So it's, it's the people, it's the service. Um, it's just the powerful, you know, human connection between all of us. Wow. So it really runs in your, in your genes <laughs> and, and it it's really does. a legacy that you're continuing with your family. It is. Yeah. I'm, I'm honored. I mean, it's funny because I started in banking, Um, I kind of went on the finance track out of college. And so I didn't always think I would go into the business, um, surprisingly, but um, it ended up I, you know, worked in at a bank and then ended up on a commercial real estate team. And they put me on a lot of hotel deals. And that is actually the moment where I said, hmm, yep, tying this all back to my, you know, my past and my upbringing. And I just fell in love all over again with hotels and hospitality. And I was like, I absolutely want to be in this business. This is my passion. Um, you know, just never looking back now. Wow. That's wonderful. I can really, really, I'm actually fourth generation hospitality. And I also, I went a completely direction, different direction with my career and came back to the hospitality industry 12 years ago. So I, I know that journey well, for sure. Um, and also got into the family business. So 
Oh, um, great. So yeah. definitely There's a poll. Yeah. So how would you, how would someone who works closely with you describe you as a leader? So I, first of all, I'd say passionate. Um, I'm very passionate about this industry, about our company and our concept. Um, like you said, I, I really feel that I'm carrying on this legacy for my grandfather and my family. And so I want to do that with as much passion and enthusiasm as I can. A lot of people would say my superpower is my enthusiasm. I just, I, you know, dream big. I think big. Um, I really believe we're innovating um, hugely in this industry with this concept. And um, so I think that really comes through in my leadership style. Um, along those lines, determined. So just very, you know, motivated, determined to like face challenges, embrace them, figure it out. That comes back to the can-do attitude that my grandfather really instilled in me and um, all of his companies. That was sort of the common thread um, along all of his brands was he was the can-do guy. It was on his license plate. Um, he had a little sign on his mm -hmm. desk that said can-do, and I actually have that on my desk now, just daily reminder um, that it's, you know, can-do. Like, we can figure this out. We're going to face challenges. We're going to have all kinds of crazy ups and downs in this business, but um, it, it, you really just got to have that attitude. And so I've taken that and formed it into my new um, sort of my new culture and mentality, which we call yes. So we have this yes attitude at Waterwalk. Um, and so yes is sort of our mantra. We actually like, you know, have this yes chant together at the end of meetings. Um, right. We have a yes, you know, hospitality training at all of our properties. So it's it's really kind of a new version of what Jack tried to create and instill really powerfully um, into Waterwalk. So yes, yeah. can do. Um, and just, I'd say additional is just, um, thoughtful and, and I'd say I'm a pretty good listener. I, I really try to listen, uh, and be empathetic towards, you know, the team and people. That's amazing. Um, you know, that, that idea of having a, a mantra or a, yeah, just this attitude that you've described, described around a can do attitude it's so important for culture, right? As an organization. Um, it reminds me there's, uh, and I'm forgetting the book, but there's like, it's the culture code or something, something like that. And it actually talks about how important that is in organizations um, to kind of rally everybody behind that idea. Mm -hmm. Can you say a little bit more about, you know, what, what's important about that for you and your company? Absolutely. I think that, again, because we are an innovative and unique and relatively new brand, um, we have, so, you know, we're not overly established, right? We only have 14 properties rather than, you know, residence in, which was my grandfather's first brand has now almost a thousand properties. Um, so we, we have this like innate sense at our company that we, we have to like prove ourselves. We have to, you know, get this out there and really show the world why this company and this concept is um, disruptive and is, you know, trailblazing in the industry and is really valuable for all kinds of stakeholders, for guests, for investors, um, and beyond. And so it's it takes that kind of attitude, I think, to to accomplish that and to kind of have that rally cry, like you said, and have this yes, you know mentality and team and culture where we're like, we can, we can do this. Like we, yep, we're going to, we're new, we're young, we are innovative. People might not, you know, understand this right away or might, you know, kind of go, you know, go stay it with, you know, loyalty programs and flags and Marriott's and not at Waterwalk, but it's all right. about that mentality and like 
overcoming those obstacles and those challenges. Right. And because you're really breaking the mold and, and doing something different with this whole extended stay concept. Um, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure you meet some points of resistance where or setbacks where that's really where that attitude comes in. To play, exactly. For sure. Yep. Yeah. So going back to a little bit more of, about yourself as a leader, who are you at your core beyond the titles and the roles you play? Yeah, I love that question. Um, I am. I'm a dreamer, tied a little bit back to what we talked about, just dream big, think big. I, I dream a lot. I'm a dreamer. Um, I'm a mother, so definitely who I am at my core. Um, and I'm a traveler. I am an explorer, an adventurer. I, and I think that's another reason why I'm so passionate about this business. Um, I love to travel. So before, you know, right before I graduated college, I had visited 40 countries um, I just wanted to, you know, I studied abroad four times. I just wanted to take advantage of as much travel as I possibly could see as many cultures as I could, you know, be in this sort of hospitality travel industry, learn more about it. Um, and so I will continue to, you know, be that at, at my core is just a, an explorer. I, I love exploring the world and, um, and getting, you know, ideas from that, whether it's per, you know, for personal purposes or for the business purpose or, whatever that might be to help sort of guide my principles and my next steps. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, you better have that in you, right? If you're in this <laughs> business a little bit, yeah. um, but you know, maybe the, the idea going back to the first one you mentioned um, about being a dreamer, what do you think and how that actually contributes to, you know, what you bring to the company now? I think it's important as CEO to to be a dreamer, um, probably within some limits, because I think sometimes, you know, dreaming too, too big can um, demotivate. But I think just again, as a CEO, um, it's important that I, I am this visionary, that I play this role of visionary. Um, my grandfather really was that he was the entrepreneur and the visionary. And I do not claim to be, you know, half as brilliant of an entrepreneur as he was, but um, I do, I love to think, think, you know, to the future, like what, what is coming in this industry next and, and what, you know, can we do to get ahead of that? What can we do to innovate? What can we do to provide better service, better, um, you know, better guest experience, um, and so forth. They're more elevated and, um, and just really be think, you know, creative thinkers. So I do think that's a big part of my role as the leader of the company. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, and I love how you link it to the aspect of, you know, being a visionary is a really important aspect of having the CEO role in a company, for right. sure. Um, so kind of just still riffing off that a little bit, what is your dream for Waterwalk? My dream for Waterwalk is to, so it's really to um, be the leader of this new niche in the industry. So just like Jack, my grandfather, Jack had, um, he created extended stay. I mean, he literally created that concept and that term, um, that terminology extended stay back when he started residence in, in the eighties and no one knew what extended stay was. I mean, no, it, it, he really, you know, he was an apartment developer and then he got in the hotel business and he was like, how can I like combine these two and go after those customers who need a place to stay, you know, more than a night or two and really create more of a residential experience. So he created extended stay. And now it's one of the hottest, 
um, you know, parts of the industry and investment propositions in the industry. And so I really believe that, you know, we are doing the doing this with Waterwalk. We are creating a new industry or niche of the industry that we call flexible lodging. And so I just, I want to be the leader of flexible lodging, like he was the extended stay. So kind of take the legacy, awesome. but on a spin um, yeah. with this new concept. I mean, we're, we're combining, we're basically introducing the first unfurnished hotel room in the industry. Yeah. So we have furnished rooms and we have unfurnished rooms. Um, combining those two uh, is really valuable and optimizing for the real estate and, and the experience. Um, and so again, just you know, being the leader of that and showing the world why this is really important. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's a fabulous idea. I mean, I can definitely see the need for it in, in my town, even as a resort town, you know, we have people who are moving here for jobs or they want seasonal rentals for skiing yep. um, or, you know, like traveling nurses, like was mentioned in your article. Uh, there, there's definitely something to that for sure. It's a, it's a great vision, a great dream. Thank you. So what are your strengths, un unique strengths or qualities that you bring? I think one is uh, establishing community and, and along those lines, developing relationships to help establish a strong community. So not only do I feel we have a community within our, our organization, our team, um, but when you go stay at one of our properties, we are, it's a community. I mean, you feel, so our, our team members not only know our guests names, but they know their pets names. Um, wow. they, so it, it really, you know, truly, I mean, you go sit in the lobby and you see everyone interacting. Um, it's more of a, a living community than just a hotel where you come and stay overnight. You don't know, you know, who you're around. You don't get to know the team or the staff, um, it, you know, we have community events like, you know, bring in food trucks. Um, we have, you know, back to school events. We have a lot of families stay with us. Um, we have pet of the month, you know, again, back to the pet friendly thing. And so just all these kind of touch points um, to make these guests really feel like they're a part of a community. Um, so I do think that's part of my strength is, is to continue to build that um, and just build the teams that can help accomplish that kind of vision. Right. Well, and I can imagine that with those longer stays as well, they're going to be more likely to bring a pet with them, of course. And, and, you know, that really adds such a, like, it's a needed element for those longer stays. Like, it's not just a trend. It doesn't, it's not anymore just a transactional thing. It's really right. like you're building a, a longer term relationship with them. Exactly. And it has to start yeah. at the top. I mean, we have to all, you know, live and breathe that every day and and sort of lead by example with that, with how we want to create that kind of community at the properties. Yeah, absolutely. So do you have any share stories that you could share with us or experiences that have shaped who you are today? Uh, yes, I'm happy to. Uh, there is one in particular that really comes to mind for me, which is, when I was working at the bank out of college, again, um, wasn't thinking at the time I wanted to go into the hospitality business or the family business. And um, I basically, I, I was passed up for a promotion that I, and it was just one of those moments that I really got down on myself. I just thought, oh, like I really thought, you know, I had this promotion in hand. I'd been working really hard for it. I, you know, was told I was probably going to get it. And then um, 
someone else at the bank sort of pulled some strings and used a family connection to get into the position I wanted to go in. So it was just one of those moments where I just said, I need to take a big step back and look at my life and look at, you know, what I'm doing. Like, do I really want to be doing this? Do I really want to be in banking and in finance? Um, you know, or or do I want to do something else? And I had a mentor at the time at the bank who I'd gotten to know. And so he, you know, found out that, uh, my grandfather, you know, had started, he, he knew Jack DeBoer, of course, because he was in the um, hospitality part of the bank. And it turns out that he had my grandfather's book on his bedside table and kind of used it almost like his Bible. Like he just, he worshiped Jack and thought he was, you know, the God of the industry. And he just had done so much for the business. And he looked at me and he said, Mimi, you are crazy if you don't move from New York to Wichita to go work for your grandfather (laughs) and help him launch his fifth brand. I mean, who can do that? You know, go work right alongside this visionary, this pioneer, and he's 80, you know, five years old and he's launching his fifth brand. I mean, it's amazing. So three weeks later, my bags were packed and, um, I moved from New York to Wichita. So I kind of joke that if I write an autobiography at some point, it'll be called from wall street to Wichita. Um, just kind of, (laughs) you know, my journey to to Wichita. So, um, so that's what brought me to the family business. That's amazing. Um, and I need, yeah. So what is the name of the book? It's called risk only money. Okay. I need to, I need to read that one and put it on the list. Please do. It's great. He's yeah. He was a brilliant, um, brilliant, but simple, just little nuggets of wisdom. Um, so I keep it with me in my purse a lot and just kind of refer back to some things, just quick little bullets, like really good, you know, just, uh, leadership advice. So Awesome. Can you describe a time when you have felt most alive or fulfilled? Yes. I, um, one that comes to mind related specifically to the business. Um, and there's a lot of times I feel super fulfilled, um, with the business. I feel very fortunate, but it was when we opened our Phoenix property, which was earlier this year in February, And the reason for that is because um, it was our first Gen 2 property. And so with with Waterwalk, we started back in 2013 um, with our Gen 1 prototype. So it was uh, a two-building prototype. We had the furnished um, part of the business, the stay part in one building, and the unfurnished in the other building. It took about five acres of development. Um, We had built a couple of those. And then during COVID, we decided to re-engineer the product and um and so we came up with gen 2 and just it's just a more scalable product now so it's an l-shaped it requires three acres instead of five acres it's 126 units instead of 153 units um it has studios we introduced studios the other one just had one two and three bedrooms and so it was just a really big project we actually called it project can do named it after jack and um we basically took the entire 2020 year to work on that project and figure out the most optimal um, prototype for water walk for development and delivering that great efficiency and guest experience. And so, you know, we had gotten this site in Phoenix maybe about in 2018. And so we were originally going to build Gen 1, but then we, you know, COVID changed everything. We um, developed Gen 2. So it really was like a four to five year process to get to the opening of that first property. And we're opening six properties this year, but Phoenix really kicked it off. 
And it was just one of those moments where all of our team was together. We cut the ribbon. It was like, wow, this is real. We can touch and feel this, you know, this beautiful property that we've all been a part of creating together. I mean, who gets to sit around and like create something like that, you know, together, a whole new product and property and elevated and and everyone had, you know, so much input into it on our team. Um, and then just to really be able to celebrate that and, and be there in the lobby and feel really proud of ourselves wow. for that. Well, yeah, I mean, I can I can hear that sense of pride um, in your voice, too, as you're talking about it. I mean, and I mean, especially I can imagine during that time period, I mean, when with COVID and on the one hand, it's like great that you had this time to like really put all this thinking effort into it. But also it did delay a number of projects as well. Right. Um, so just that that building up of anticipation uh, to getting it off the ground or in the ground, uh, I can imagine uh, that that feeling. Um, I remember when we did our hotel expansion and the the building wasn't even finished, but I think the sign went up and we took down the old sign and we're putting up the new and both signs were standing at the same time and one like really dwarfed the other one. And that moment with like my husband and I went out and took a picture in front of the sign and I like literally cried <laughs> because of that <laughs> like so build awesome. up of emotion uh, mm -hmm. from all that you've put into it. So, so I can feel that and relate to that for sure. That's very cool. Uh, so can you uh, tell us a little bit about what you stand for, no matter what happens? Yes, I, you know, the first word that comes to my mind is excellence. Um, and this, again, ties back to my history, a lot just ties all back to my history and um, my upbringing legacy in the hospitality business is my grandfather used to say, you know, if you can't do something with excellence, don't do it. I mean, just really you know, have that mentality of just showing up every day, trying your best, being as excellent as you can, delivering excellent service. I mean, extraordinary service um, to really try to make, you know, be be unique and special in the industry. And so, and again, it's not just about business either. It's just with life in general. I mean, of course we all have, you know, we don't, we don't, we can't all have perfect days, but just as long as we can try our, our very best and, and try to deliver excellence whenever we can, I think, um, that goes a long way. And that's one of our values is just excellence, um, try to deliver excellence in what we do. And I'd say the other one for, for me is transparency. Um, I, I do believe as a leader of a small, nimble, growing business, just being transparent with our team, with our investors, with um, our partners is really important um, because I think that develops trust and credibility. And so I've just learned a lot of lessons around that. And that's one thing I've, you know, adopted early on, early, early on in my career is just um, clarity, transparency, even if it's not exactly what everyone wants to hear. I think it's, right. it's about building that autonomy and that trust um, with the people around you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and I'm just thinking back to what you said about excellence, that it sounds like it's a, a, really a mindset rather than a result. You know, it's, and it's it's about the effort um, and the attitude that you put into it. Even if you miss the mark, you're at least striving for it on a daily basis. Yeah, you nailed it. Completely agree. Yeah. yeah. So when have you underestimated yourself? Well, 
again, along the lines of transparency, um, I frankly do this more often than I would like, and I'm working on it. I just, I think at times I question my, um, my business intuition and my decision-making just given my lesser years of experience and the majority of leaders around me. And so, um, one example that comes to mind is when I had to, um, I was I was raising capital for the company. So our biggest capital raise um, yet to date, and that was back in 2020, also in the middle of the pandemic. And it was just a really uncertain time. Um, I just frankly wasn't overly optimistic in our success. I mean, I just, I sort of doubted it and said, gosh, you know, we really, this capital would be great to help grow the company. Um, and again, usually I'm enthusiastic, optimistic, but just the time, the timing of everything just really got me down. Like this crazy pandemic, you know, are we really going to be able to raise this capital and keep growing the company? Um, but perseverance is definitely another thread in my, in who I am and what I do and it's can do it's the yes. And so it's like, yep, we're going to, we're going to give this our all we're going to give this as, you know, best of effort as we can. Um, and we did garner a lot of interest from several investors. And so we ended up, you know, closing a deal with our current, um, investment partners and it just, it's been a phenomenal partnership and deal. And so that just gave me a big boost, you know, and our team, sure. big boost of confidence that, you know, I, I really was doubting it, but got to keep pushing. I mean, got to have the perseverance yeah. and, um, you know, you can make things happen. Yeah. So I am uh, part of the female founders in hospitality, and there's a lot of uh, either tech companies or also hospitality investors um, mm. or develop, you know, people who want to develop deals and uh, own hotels. What advice along those lines of perseverance, what advice would you get, give them in their own capital raising uh, efforts? So one thing is keep it simple. Um, another little nugget from my grandfather, but I think sometimes capital raises and um, partnerships like this can get very complicated, especially in today's world. You know, it's just there's a lot of paperwork and legal and all, all kinds of things to think about. But what I tried to do is just boil it down to the couple most important things, you know, for us. Like, what is the most important part of this partnership? Because there's going to be negotiation, there's going to be give and take. But at the end of the day, really, what what are the three things that matter most to us? And just really focus on getting those types of things done and not worry as much about, you know, all the other little details. Because um, I believe that a, a, a great partnership, you know, you kind of sign the paper, you sign that uh, agreement and you put it in your drawer and hopefully you never look at it again. I mean, hopefully you just have a great partnership and sure and move on. And so I think in order to do that, you really have to get simple with what you want out of it and and communicate that clearly, Um, you know, try to achieve that. And then um, I I really believe, again, with a good partner, all the little details, all the other things just work themselves out with with good communication and good partnership. So, yeah, I mean, it, it seems like it's it's a mixture of really developing that relationship and that partnership, but also really having clear what your priorities are. Um, and that seems like the simple part, like, you know, don't, don't try to accomplish everything, uh, right. with way too many small details uh, to make sure that you can get to that deal. Exactly. And I think setting realistic expectations is pretty important too, because, um, you never know exactly, you know, you never know exactly what's going to happen in the coming years. I mean, 
excuse me, when I signed my deal, you know, back in 2021, um, I just didn't know that we'd have, you know, construction costs now is 30% over what it was back, you know, two years ago and labor costs have come up tremendously. And um, I just, I didn't know, right. What those, what kind of environment we'd be thrown or into. Um, So I think just getting aligned on expectations up front, like, Hey, we don't, you know, know all the, you know, twists and turns of the economy and things out of our control. But again, back to what you said, like the priorities of what we're trying to accomplish and trying to control as much as we can within those parameters and expectations. Yeah. Yeah. That's great advice. So we've talked about this already a little bit um, in our conversation, but uh, is there anything you'd like to add about what impact you would like to have in the travel and hospitality industry? Yeah, again, I I'm really I think the key theme there is that I'm just striving to create this entirely new segment in the industry um, and and leave that kind of impact. Um, make make this make the unfurnished hotel room mainstream. I mean, I hope that a lot of different companies and brands, you know, adopt this kind of model because I think um, that's the greatest form of flattery, right? Is to um, right. be able to you know replicate this over and over again. So. Um, really want to continue to carry out that legacy, but with a new spin. I also, on a different point, I really aim to become um, a mentor um, at some point in my career to rising female leaders in hospitality. I really hope I can, I can take what I've learned um, and help others. You know, um, when I was you know 25 and just starting, um, you know, to learn more about the business, I would have loved to have a female mentor who had kind of been through similar things as me yes. and ask those kinds of questions. And so really want to want to help with that as much as I can in the future. Yeah, no, I was actually just at a uh, hotelier event in New York a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about that very point, how important it is to have a mentor and also to, to be a mentor to others, uh, especially for women, because um, yeah, it's it, we've got so many challenges as it is, and that those those mentorship opportunities really help bring uh, women along for sure. Absolutely. No yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I wanted to go. There was another. There was a point I wanted to go back to a second about your your impact as far as the concepts that you're creating with uh, Water Walk. Um, you know what how do you think this unfurnished hotel room idea will change the industry i well first of all i believe that it will um it will serve a need so it'll it will there i believe that there's a ton of demand growing demand for this type of product um in our industry so like you said too you know in mountain towns and i mean there's just so many examples this digital nomad customer that's sort of emerging um these you know a ton of relocations um going on and just there's a lot of people that are in transition in their life or just want to you know have flexibility in a market for you know 2 months 5 months 7 months whatever that might be but just not really sure where their next move is going to be or where that you know how long it's going to take to land a permanent home or something like that. Right. So, um, so I believe this unfurnished hotel room serves that type of need and demand really well. And so, um, so similar to how extended stay came around and just served that need. I mean, there are people who needed a home like experience a more residential like right. experience to, 
um, for those long projects, for those long trainings. And, and so that, you know, in today's world, again, there's just so, so much need for this, this product. And so I hope we can serve all those customers, sure. all those needs and be the, the leading choice um, to really serve that kind of demand. Yeah. And do you see that there's any application for it with, you know, uh, housing in a lot of uh, tour tourist destination is an issue and yep. either, obviously you're not in the permanent housing uh, space, but you know, when they want to move to an area and transition to a job, having those kinds of transitional housing opportunities would be helpful. Do you see that as a direction for Waterwalk? Absolutely. I mean, I um, I grew up in a mountain town in Colorado and, and just seeing um, a lot of, you know, labor that came in and out, right, is, you know, seasonal labor and, um, and also, yeah, people coming in, not sure, well, maybe, you know, this will turn into me living here. Maybe it won't. I'm not sure, but I just need somewhere to land and have a home, a temporary home um, for this certain period of time. And I just really want flexibility. And that's what we provide. I mean, our our unfurnished offering is all inclusive. So it's very different than a traditional multifamily, you know, um, residential experience. I mean, we have utilities, Wi-Fi, cable, you know, trash right. service, housekeeping, everything is all sort of bundled together. So you just turn the key and walk in and you're ready to move in, right? You know, bring some furniture and uh, we can help with that too. We can help, you know, furniture, you know, we, um, we have furniture um, rental partners across the right. U.S. as well, but just keeping this really easy, um, uncomplicated mission at the forefront, I think will help with all kinds of customers, like you mentioned. Yeah. Wonderful. So we're coming near the end of our conversation today, but I would be curious to know if you had everything you needed right now to succeed, what vision would you pursue? I would pursue um, some some major, well, first of all, I would grow Waterwalk significantly. Um, I mean, it would take a lot, of, a lot of capital, but I would grow it tenfold again, because I believe and just and take on partners, right? And again, I would yep. love for other brands to create this kind of concept also and be the leader and and help them um, launch those kinds of concepts and brands as well. Um, and then I also I would really go take a much deeper dive into sustainability. I think that is a um, I just I believe there's so much opportunity in the industry for more. Um, more focus on sustainability and sustainability efforts. And I think we're just scratching the surface right now. I mean, there's some great efforts being done across the board, but um, I think there's a lot more that we can do as leaders in the industry and uh, brands and developers to really get creative, um, more creative. So I think I, I think that'd be a big, a big mission of mine is to, uh, I'm not claiming to be an expert at all, but I'd love to get, you know, more knowledgeable and really figure out how we can innovate in that space. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. So is there anything else you would like us to know today about Mimi or you as a person or uh, Waterwalk? Um, well, again, with Waterwalk, you know, we're just, um, we are a small and passionate, um, nimble team ready to, you know, just be the leader in this new space, be the visionaries, be the trailblazers. Um, we're all just extremely passionate and excited about it. And I am just, again, grateful to be doing what I'm doing. I feel like I don't work a day in my life. I mean, I'm, I'm so fortunate. Um, 
I love this business. I love it. I want to give back. I want to, you know, pass it on, um, what I learn and, um, continue to grow. I mean, every day I try to learn something new and grow a little more and, um, learn a little more. And so I'm always trying to be self-aware. I'm not perfect, but, um, try to surround myself with those awesome people in this business to help keep doing some really cool things in the industry. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, your passion is palpable. I can, it's really, I can really feel it coming out in our conversation today. So thank you again so much for joining us. I've really enjoyed our conversation. Until next time, I'm Rachel Vandenberg, and this is the Travel Leader Podcast.